the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening in. Our Heavenly Father provides a model prayer to guide us so that our praise of Him and our requests leave no stones unturned. His model graciously includes, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If we apply the principles of our Savior's model prayer, there is hope for us, for God will supply all our needs, including the strength to resist temptation in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. If you're going to to not yield to temptation, and if you're going to resist temptation, persevere in prayer in order to experience victory over temptation. Persevere in prayer. This is our season of fasting and prayer. Persevere in prayer in order to experience more victory over temptation. Turn to Matthew chapter 26, 36, 39, and 41. Matthew chapter 26, verses 36, 39, and 41, all of which is in Matthew 26. Matthew says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here a while, sit here while I go and pray over there. Jesus was in a moment of crisis. It was a time of testing right prior to going to the cross. He went, Jesus, a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father. You know, sometimes when things get so heavy and you're in deep trouble, sometimes you can't even pray long. Sometimes you might just have to say three words. Lord, have mercy. You ever, you ever said that? That's all you can say? That's all you knew what to say? I mean, you know, God, I mean, you, you don't eat all you just throw up your hand and say, Lord, have mercy. Uh, oh, my father. Uh, oh, my God. See, atheists say they don't know, don't believe in God. It's amazing how that plane dropped. They say, oh, God. Even they pray when the pressure's on. I say, I thought you were an atheist. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, you can't. Oh, God is in your mouth. Oh, man. Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Some things intrude into our lives that are so difficult, you just wish it wouldn't come. Sometimes you say, why me? But then God says, why not? Even Jesus is saying here, because of the intensity of the moment, Lord, let it pass. Uh, It's more than I can bear. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Then he turns and says, the same breath, nevertheless, not as I will. See, not what I want, but as you will. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Now, you need to underline that because that's how you resist temptation. You resist temptation when you watch and pray. 
Watch and pray. Pray and watch. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's why we need to watch and pray to be alert, lest we are devoured by the enemy. Even Jesus felt the heat of the moment and desired that that uh, moment would pass without him having to drink from that bitter cup. Number five, listen, we experience victory over temptation when we remove the clutter, rubbish, and distractions from our minds and meditate on the right things. We experience victory over temptation when we remove the clutter, rubbish, and distraction from our minds and meditate on the right things. If you're thinking on the wrong things, you are bound to yield to temptation. I love what uh, Philippians 4, 8 says. If you can find it fast enough, turn there. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, that's what you think on, meditate on. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, anything worthy of praise to God, meditate on these things. When you meditate on Things that are true, noble, just, lovely, huh? things that are virtuous, things that are praiseworthy, you will find yourself not succumbing to temptation. Let me ask you a question. What are you thinking about? Is it pure? Is it just? Is it praiseworthy? Huh? Is it noble? And when you find yourself thinking on the right things, you won't be so Uh, quickly to succumb to temptation. Then number six, the surest way to win the battle over temptation is to look and learn from the Lord who had complete victory over temptation while living on earth. You want to say, well, how do I survive temptation? All of us will be tempted. We have been tempted. We'll be tempted. How do you survive? Keep your eyes on Jesus because he conquered temptation fully and completely. Turn with us to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. A profound passage. A profound passage. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Look what it says. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. The surest way to win the battle over temptation is to look and learn from our Lord in order to have, who did have complete victory over temptation. Verse 1 says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was what? Hungry. He was what? Hungry. He was hungry. Listen, Satan messes with us when we are most vulnerable. He was hungry. 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, His flesh was weak from self-denial. And verse 3, it says, now when the tempter. Who is the tempter? That's right. How do you know it's Satan? How do you know it's Satan? You just told me Satan. How do you know? Well, let the scripture interpret the scripture. Look back in it. Look back in it. Now. Let's look at it macroscopically. It says in verse, I know because in verse 1, it says he was tempted by the what? Huh? And the devil is in verse 3, he is the what? Tempter. Okay, can you have other proof from the text? But down in verse 8. Again, what? The devil. Huh? 
So that's the tempter. The tempter is the devil. How do you know passage raper? Because of verse 11. Verse 11. Then the devil. So, so you, can look, you can understand what's going on if you look at the text more microscopically. So it says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God. You know, if you, they going to make conditions with God. God already knew who he was. He's going to make an announcement if, if you are. He's testing God here. If you are the son of God, command that these stones be turned to bread. You know? But he answered and said, well, he, fought, he fought him with the word, the law. It is written. That's the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, by, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. In other words, he was testing him to do these things. But Jesus didn't do miracles. He didn't listen to the devil and do what he said. He didn't try to prove himself to be muscle man or superman to the devil. He, he, just, he, he didn't use miracle signs and wonders on the devil. You know what he used? The word. You know what we're to use? We're to use what? The word. He says, for it is written, he shall give angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. It is written. Again, verse 8, again, the devil, see, took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things will I give you if you fall down and worship me. That's see himself. The, the devil has confused himself. How is the devil going to give God something that's already his? Huh? Huh? <laughs> One of God didn't laugh in his face. God was just putting up with him. You know, how you go? he owned the cattle of a thousand years. He made the devil and the world and the stuff he was, he was challenging God with. You know, you're going to worship me if you give me this stuff. It's already mine. But Jesus didn't say, you stupid fool. You know how people do. You idiot. You make me sick. He didn't even talk to the devil like that. You know, like y'all talk to folk. You know? He said, then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Verse 11, then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. You know, he was in that bout. He was wrestling with the devil, and then when it was over, Jesus went to the ringside. You know how they do your boxing match? They go to the ring, and they start working on you, and, and I believe Jesus went to the ringside, and the angels came and started wiping him off and, 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 and reviving him and ministering to him to the glory of God. If you're going to win the battle over the devil, you better have the word. I'm not just talking about in your hand. I'm talking about in your life. In your life. You just can't open up the word today and go through it as I'm going through it with you. And then you shut the Bible up and don't open your Bible to next Sunday. You will be an anemic Christian. We got many Christians spiritually sick 
because they are malnourished because of a deficiency of the word of God in their lives. All right, let me just summarize all this and close it out. The summary is very critical because this has been a very critical message in the year of moral purity. Number one, be alert. If you're going to win the battle over temptation, be alert. If you fall once, it is possible to fall into the same sin again, which will result in greater discouragement and depression. Have you ever said you weren't going to do something and God, you repented, and then you found yourself back in that same thing you said you would never do that you were ashamed of? First Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, you know your adversary is an enemy. Uh, the, the devil is an adversary, walks around uh, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's lurking in the wings. He's waiting at any moment to exploit any weakness in your life and in my life. And stop focusing. Let me tell you something. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Stop focusing so much on the weaknesses of others and start focusing on your own weaknesses. You're so engulfed in what your husband or your wife is doing or not doing, or they failures or they inadequacies, until you miss what's wrong with you. Oh, God help me. You, I didn't get many amens on that, but it's the gospel truth. We've all sinned. We've all come short. We all got work to do. And you get to despising your spouse or despising your child. How could my child do that? Well, you forgot some things you did when you were young. You haven't always been grown. The truth be told, you ain't told them everything you know about you. Look how quiet it's getting. Y'all laughing at all, but won't you just say amen? <laughs> Number two, I'm still in, I can preach this summary. I think I will. <laughs> Number two, as we reflect back over our lives, we all have the residue of bad choices. Therefore, learn from them. All of us in here, every one of us, include me, have in our past and present the residue of bad choices. It's just, you know, and so... Uh, that's just the way of life. It's, it's, we, we're sinners and we've messed up and we've fallen short. And all of us have the residue of bad choices. But you know what? If you learn from it, then you can take something good from the bad choices because you learn from it. Now, if you don't learn from it, it makes you a fool. Huh? A fool don't learn from his decisions. Number three, refuse to allow the bad choices of your past to sabotage your future. Did y'all hear what I said? It's some strong medicine. Refuse to allow the bad, all, if you had made some bad choices, bad decisions, raise your hand. I raise my feet, everything else. Everything else about me. But don't refuse to allow it to sabotage your future. God has a plan, a purpose, a hope, and a future for you 
regardless of what you have done. You can't do something so despicable and so bad and so heinous that God and his blood can't wash it, savage you, and make you a mighty man or woman for God. It's no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. Don't let that devil sabotage your future. Oh, God, help me preach. Number four, it is never too late to start making wise decisions. Why not start today? Never too late. You say, man, you don't, Pastor, you don't know what I did. You're right, I don't know. But I tell you what, you can stop where you are, repent, and start making good decisions today. And I tell you what, you can experience a brighter day because this day you've chosen in the power of the Holy Ghost to start making good decisions. Good spirit led, the Holy Spirit, not demonic spirit, better clarify, Holy Spirit led decisions. Oh, God help me. Number five. Refuse to allow the choices of your past to define you. God can forgive you and use you again. That's right. Don't let the, you know, people say, you know, you, all of us in here used to be something. Some of you may still be. You know, I don't know. You know, some, you got some people who can put up good fronts. Amen. Some of you are not being a Christian. You're being whatever you are other than a Christian. But if you've been delivered, how many of you know you've been delivered from something? How many of you know God has brought you out? How many know you delivered? How many, listen, if you missed this message today, look what you would have missed if Satan could have kept you home today. Just think what you would have missed. You've all been, but listen, don't let Satan call you today an alcoholic. If you've been delivered, you're not no alcohol. No, you're not a homemonger. You're not a homosexual. You're not this. You're not that. You're not, you're not any of those things. You, you're a child of God. You're a new creation. You are Christian. You are the light. You're a pilgrim. You're a sojourner. You sold. You lied. You ain't any of that stuff. You delivered. You saved and sanctified. Why don't you say amen? Why don't you say I'm delivered? You're not, oh, you don't talk like you. Why don't you say I'm delivered? Don't let folk call you what you used to be. Shut up in the name of Jesus. I know who I am and whose I am. And I ain't receiving that. I've been changed. And the angels of heaven done signed my name. Don't let people reach in your past. Bring out that baggage. To define you. You got a new identity. Oh, somebody need to hear what I'm saying. Oh, God, you have a new identity. Oh, God. Oh, God. Let me go on. Uh, Number six. Realize you can't change the past. Therefore, repent with the help 
of Almighty God, get up and press on. Huh? Realize you can't change the past. Therefore, what? Repent. Say that big word. That's a big word. Yeah, you can't. Don't you get up now. If you, if you don't repent it, stay down. You got to repent with the help of Almighty God. Then you, with the help of God, get up and press on. Philippians 3, 13 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have been apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. You're not beyond repentance. God will help you if you tell him, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Have mercy on me. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my sin and get the name in those sins one by one. Don't say all by sin because you didn't commit them all at one time. You name them and tell God exactly what you did and then turn from them from your sinfulness and from your rebellion to Jesus Christ and God will save you where you are. That's right. And press on. Number seven. Number seven. Oh, thank God for number seven. Look what it says. You cannot live in freedom until you forgive yourself. That's big. Once you've repented and received forgiveness from Christ, live in freedom. You know, many of you repented and you really meant it and you're not doing, excuse me, English, I'm just getting messed up. And you ain't doing it anymore. But you haven't forgiven yourself. And you're bringing stuff up to God and God is saying, what you talking about? I've cast that thing as far as the east from the west. That's, that's, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, all he sees on you is the blood now. He don't even remember what you're talking about. Now, if he don't remember, what you bringing it up for? When you going to forgive yourself? When you gonna, when you going to stop beating yourself, slapping yourself, being suicidal because you won't forgive you. Oh, God help me. You won't, when you going to forgive yourself? When you going to stop giving yourself self-inflicted wounds? Why are you doing that to you? Why are you tormenting thyself? I got a scripture for you. And I want you to, in the name of Jesus, turn to it. I was reading my quiet time and God showed me that. I read over this past minute time, but I never saw this script. It just illuminated and it shot out at me like an arrow. Turn, I want everybody with a Bible to turn to Isaiah 54 and 4. God gave me this a few days ago and it still won't leave me. It's just hanging around in my, in my heart. Isaiah 54 and 4. It says... Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. <laughs> Neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. I look, here's the thought that, that staggers me. For you will forget the shame of your youth. Did y'all see that? For you will forget 
the shame of your youth. How many of you have done some things in your early life that you're ashamed of? Huh? You're ashamed of. If you can get it back, you would undo that thing as quick as you could, but you can't. Let me see. He said, wait a minute. He said, said, look here. For you will forget the shame of your youth. How is that possible? I tell you how it's possible. You start walking in holiness and repentance and in close proximity to God. You have such a deep reverential fear for God, intimacy with God. You enjoy keeping company with God, talking with God, praying, uh, praying to God, fellowshipping with God, trusting God, depending on God, looking to God. And all of a sudden you just see God everywhere. And the, and, the, and, and, the, and the sins and the shame of the past begins to wane and all of a sudden they become so insignificant and all of a sudden the impact of all of that is gone because of that holy communion that you have with your Lord and your God. It is so beautiful and so delightful and you are in his presence and you are in his worship until God makes you forget the shame of your past. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches Him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.